You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. 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 No, no, no. Three, two, one. Door. Door. What's up, everybody? Welcome back on another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Mia. This is Dan. This is Thomas. Ah, uh, look, we're getting better. We got it. <laughs> introducing Yo, ourselves. Who says First practice try. makes perfect? Because we didn't even practice that. <laughs> so we don't need practice. We practice. Need <laughs> we're such pros. Um. Anyway, so yeah, now we are getting better at introducing ourselves. We should get better at introducing our topic of the day as well. So topic of the what day. do we have? Um. So the reason... Uh, I sort of pitch in this topic for this week is because I was watching a random K-drama. Korean variety. No, you tried to beat me to it. That's not even oh. true. Oh. But you're you're halfway there. I was watching so a Korean kind of variety show. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, but I got the first part right. No, I know. As long as you say anything Korean, I think you're halfway yeah. right. Um, but <laughs> but. I don't know. It wasn't. It was like a silly variety show, but there's this one sentence that one of them said: "The person that you are today is the sum of the life you've lived until now." So I'm like, "Ooh, that's so neat." So like, why don't we talk about major life like experiences or milestones that we've gone through in our lives? and how they shaped us today in order to understand each other a little bit more. I like huh? it. Huh? I like okay. it. Okay. If and I had course, a um, yeah. mind blown button, we need to get sound effects. <laughs> we'll <be> like, <laughs> we need to get air horns. No, no that's no. like, that's way <laughs> too. <laughs> that, that's maybe. That's right, actually, yeah, that's not too bad. But I feel like it makes this small. a little more trashy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. I think uh, our next piece of investment is um, we need to get like a like a soundboard, soundboard where we yeah. can load in sounds. Yeah, it'd be funny if we each got one and <laughs> and we don't know which sound we're gonna press, or we don't know so. which sound it's coming from. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Thomas cannot be in charge of that soundboard. No, but I want like I want like the womp womp. Like if Thomas tells something that's like whoa me, like womp womp. <laughs> no, let's let's do it. And then I just want the air horn sound effect. And then anytime yeah. you guys say something, I would be like <laughs> <laughs> that. That's gonna get really old. <laughs> that's so true we All need right, to guys, get a soundboard where we can record yeah. our own sound effect can okay, we do that? that oh yeah and then we sure can we you know replay clips of ridiculous things that we've said you oh know we definitely need to do that like you know how every radio show has a has a uh, producer that snips it's just you just got to remember so m- one of us has to make notes be like oh at six minute mark dan said something stupid <laughs> <laughs> We can. All right, s- I have. Think I have someone that. in. I have someone in mind to do that already. Jeez. Oh really? Okay. Oh, is is there pay involved? Is it another is Thomas? Like, <laughs> is it your alter ego? I'm talking about. I'm talking about. This is be done for free, guys. Because yeah, of course, you know, of, course of course. Unless we start a Patreon. No, <laughs> no, nah, we're not there yet. All right, we guys, we are avoiding the topic right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. So, 
Who wants to start? You both are looking at me. <laughs> I mean, the I kids. have I have mine ready. I like to hear. All right, Dan, uh, go. All right. Our, our best storyteller. Right, I'll, I'll start with mine. So my first one is something that I didn't do. Wait, what? So this is no. a this is uh, a how do I phrase it? Coulda, woulda, shoulda situation. So I had a decision. So basically, like when I went to high school, right? And my parents being uh, a Chinese parents, like they were, we, if you listen to us, you know, my parents were like kind of like artist hippies, but they really wanted me to go to this one high school. That's like a, a renowned high school in the, in the, in the U S it was in Boston. It's called Boston Latin. And you have to like test to get into it. Mm -hmm. So they made me test and I got into it and I was like, I really didn't want to go because it meant that I would have to move from Cambridge, which is the town over moved to a Boston zip code and I didn't want to move. And, you know, I had my whole life in Cambridge and um, I didn't want to just go to a school that basically what Boston Latin is famous for is like putting you on a track to get into, into an Ivy league school, you know, like they really helped. Oh, you, so like, they're a feeder school. And also because they were public. So most prep schools, most private schools in America, that's what they help. That's why a lot of parents spend the big bucks. Right. But this one was public, so it's very sought after. It's like, you know, like Stuyvesant. It's like uh, Bronx Science, you know, these really prestigious uh, public schools. And I, I wasn't about that. You know, I didn't care. I didn't even know where I wanted to go in college. I just wanted to have, like, a good experience and discover myself some more in high school. And I, and I had a lot of interests, you know, from art to sports to whatever that I wanted the opportunity. I didn't want to just, like, go and study all the time and you know take classes just to look good on paper so i ref so you can imagine like my parents were dead set on me on us moving they were already looking for a new place and i my 13 year old self i basically stood my ground and i was like i, I was like i am not going to that school and here's why blah, blah, blah. and i don't remember and then finally they were like they gave in they were like okay fine if he's not gonna go then you know we're not gonna make him and because I didn't go, the, the eventual school I went to, which is basically the, the school in Cambridge, I felt like really shaped who I was because there was, a there was a specific program in this high school. So this high school is separated into five programs. And depending on the program, that'll shape your experience in high school very differently. So the mm -hmm. program that I got into was basically like a, a non-traditional program, which is what I needed. So you like called your... So basically we were the only program we would have like a yearly retreat just with your students where we go and write a play collectively, right? Like we would be locked in a room with your peers and you would brainstorm. So I basically got to like play out my inner theater major lover, my art in my, basically it was like fostering creativity. That's what this whole uh, program was about. And had I not, not done that, I think I'd be a, a very different person because it, it allowed me to believe in my own abilities, but also believe in that, like I had a voice, you know, and I, and if I wanted to, I could speak out. And that actually led me, you know, at a younger age to get into like human rights and things that we mm -hmm. also do, you know? So I, I got the confidence to be like, okay, I can also use the arts as a vehicle to express myself and, and what my thoughts are and for change as well, you know? So it, it really helped me, um, become like a much more confident person. Also let me explore everything that's related to the arts, whether it's music, art, 
itself, photography, theater, acting, creative writing. Um, so I was just like, basically I got to be like my best self and just like, you know, go crazy, go bananas. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, one, this is like your school experiences basically were so different from mine because I went to school in Indonesia and then we didn't have that kind of environment. The environment that we were in was just basically, you know, we're all wearing uniform every single day. So everybody's the same. We're all learning same thing. You have to memorize these things, right? And, And be able to regurgitate them in exams. And that's how you get good grades. So I feel like growing up in under that kind of school system, I'm very good at following instruction. But when it comes to like expressing myself or like creativity, like that's so not me. Mm. So hearing that from you, that's and 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 that's how or that what kind of led you to yeah. who you are today as a person. That's pretty crazy. And what the other thing that it, it shaped me too, two things is like because I've always been in a, ever since I got out of college, my first jobs were always in like managerial positions. So like mm. my first job out of college was like, I was the GM of a restaurant, right? So it taught me too, that like managing people is very difficult. And it taught me the importance of um, allowing people to participate and be proactive and also creating a team environment through um, like team building things. Cause that's, that's all like, there was no high school that you built that you specifically took field trips to build camaraderie and chemistry with you and your teachers. So mm-hmm. like our teachers, would, we would call them by their first names. And I can never and do that. What? So, that's such no, an American That was a rule. Thing. No, but that okay. was only within our section. Like if I went to a different, if I took a class outside of my section, my floor, I still have to be like, Mr. And Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. Oh. But when I got back to this specific program, we would call each other like Donald, Larry, Kathy. Like literally, I'd be in math class. I'd be like, hey, Kathy. Blah, blah, blah. But then I'd go to a, another science class. I'd be like, uh, Miss McGillicuddy. You know, like <laughs> I have to be like. And but when we're in this class, we were ourselves because we foster this environment. So when I became a manager, I always put the importance of like, okay, we we have to build chemistry and we have to listen and support each other so i got really good at like thinking about different ideas and ways of how to build that you know whether it's like company outings company events groups so that really helped me become a good manager down the road wait let me go on a tangent like going calling teachers by their first name or just having that capability is such a i don't know if it's a just a western thing or like an american thing um like i could never uh so like after I, I've always been really close with my third grade teacher, who yeah. was also my fifth grade teacher. Um, and uh, at like years later, this is like after college, and like uh, like we still kept in touch. And she was like, "Oh, hey, you know, you can you can start addressing me, calling me by my first name now." I'm yeah. like, "No, no, 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 you're still Mrs. Excuse <laughs> Yeah, that would right, be right. that would be very rude of me, you know? Because right. like I just think in like because uh, my grandfather was a uh, was a university professor. Yeah. And then like all his students, you know, they were so very like addressed as such. And I think that's more of like a confusion thing or whatever. Right. And then versus here, this is like your relationship has changed with the teacher. So now you're more equal levels or whatever. So it's like, it's very different. Like even, even though, she, even though my teacher gave me the permission to uh, like, I still address her by her, her last name. Like I just can get over that. Yeah. It was wild there. Yeah. It was like, Hmm. Wait, Although so did you 
Yeah. There's one one uh one of my college professors though, uh like from the first day he's he's this uh, old Taiwanese guy, and then from the first day instead of like you know Dr. Lin or whatever he's like oh just call me Frank. <laughs> like Dude, that, okay. That's uh that's interesting. Like every every that's other funny. professor we we went by their you know usual last name yeah. and whatever title right. This guy's just like no no just call me Frank. Like, so did oh, it help okay. in? creating that more of a like a comfortable because i know sometimes when there is such a clear hierarchy between students and teacher it's um, just like a different i don't per personally i don't think it made a difference because he was just a very friendly and personable professor um like yeah he was he was hilarious like every lecture every basically every other lecture he would mention about like he would say, happy wife, happy life, basically. Oh, just like, uh, I live my life by that. <laughs> but he would just like randomly, you know, interject, like inject that into there. I was like, oh, okay. I like that teacher. <laughs> no, he's great. Dude, Teaching you listen, a life. Listen, listen to that advice. <laughs> it will get you far, my friend. <laughs> but as college students, it, you know, it was, it was so random. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Thomas, Mia, what do you your got? turn. Oh. <laughs> my my turn? turn. Mine is a thriller in a way. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so do, let's, tell. Let's... do tell. Do okay. tell. Do tell. <laughs> no, because um, well, you guys know that I was born and raised in Indonesia, and then I left, right? And I I went to Malaysia for two years, and this was um back when I was sixteen to eighteen years old, and. The other day, I was just talking to, you know, my my mom and my sister about this, like the whole journey of us, like going from Indonesia to Malaysia, how we decided to like leave in the first place and why did my parents decide to send us there in the first place? Um, because, you know, at the time, <clears throat> um, the economy <laughs> in, in the, like Indonesian economic situation was not very good. And we were basically seeing like students protesting, kind of like, kind of like what happened in Tiananmen Square in a wow. way, like students mm -hmm. gathering in one place, protesting against the government. Um, they wanted to impeach our president at the time who had oh, been wow. in like uh, in power for 30 years. Um, so there's a lot of that happening. Wait, um, is this Sukarno? Suharto, the yeah, second, okay. the second one. Okay. Um, and so there's that whole political unrest and economic upheaval. unrest, like upheaval yeah. happening. Were there, were there tanks? Instability. I think so. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Like people storming um, the Capitol, wow. like equivalent of the Capitol Hill. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, all that was happening. And at the same time, you know, the economy was not doing good. So a lot of people or also like a lot of banks went bankrupt and a lot of people were probably thrown into poverty. Right. Um, I think my family included. So like my my dad's business wow. was not going well. Mm. And as a result of that, for whatever reason, because we are like the Chinese Indonesians were minority. And so um, there was this one day when uh this is turning into a thriller, but like Chinese Indonesians were targeted, right? Um, a lot of the houses were robbed and a lot Whoa. of like, there's just like crazy things happening. 
Uh, so my mom was like, huh, I have two <laughs> like young daughters at home. I don't think it's safe for you guys to be here. So wow. at first we decided to like go to Singapore to just like run away for a, for a little bit. My dad was um, at home. And after a few days, I think things calmed down. And I was just like talking to my friends at school about, hey, are you going to school tomorrow or not? Like, we were like, not sure. We had no idea what's going on. Uh, we decided not to. Anyway, so we went to Singapore for five days, <clears throat> came back. And then after that, my mom's like, okay, you guys need to leave. Like, I don't think you should live here. So you need to leave and then go to Malaysia and then go to school there. Um, and that's how my story was like, that's how I started. Like, that's how my journey to Malaysia started. Um, and it was just crazy time now to think about it because one, we were not as a family, we were not in a good financial situation. So my mom and my parents really like sacrifice a lot to send us. Mm. Um, and then two, I mean, okay, this has a happy ending. <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> you're alive and here. Right now, you're here. So. Clearly, talking I'm about, here. Yeah. And like, I'm talking about this with a smile. And the reason we were talking about this is because, at the end of that whole like reminiscing that whole time in our lives, my mom was like, you know, if you didn't go through such a crazy time in your life, you, you don't really know how to cherish the good part. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. those things uh, shaped you into who you are today. Sure. Like this like person with like more maybe determination or maybe more like persistence in life. Mm -hmm. Um, because we went through such a crazy and difficult time in our lives. So, so you went to Malaysia for two years and then to New York after that. I mean, <laughs> that's New York to America after that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in Malaysia when I was 16 to 18 to yeah. finish my high school. And that in and of itself is a struggle town because yeah. I first went to an all girls school, this Chinese school. And yeah. I didn't speak a word of Mandarin. And so the school got flooded by Indonesian students who were mm. in basically in the same situation. So they had to like create another class just for the Indonesian students who can't speak Mandarin because that's when wow. the teachers had to teach us in Malay and English. Mm. <laughs> Wait, and then how did you, so the, when you were 16 to 18 and, and Karina was younger, right? Your sister. Yeah, yeah, and, she was 14. And, you, and you're so where did you guys live like where yeah were your so that's another thing so we had to <laughs> like what we at first when we first arrived we stayed at this like homestay experience um you know with like a local that has a house and they rent out the house to like students from from indonesia and we had this little like little closet space, each of us, and we were sleeping in bunk beds. Um, so that's when we that's where we stay at first. But then afterwards, um, me, my sister, my two cousins and two friends, so like six of us were staying in an apartment, like pretty close to the school. Wait, oh, so it wasn't just you and your sister. Mm -mm. It was. Okay. Yeah. Where were your parents again? Back home in Indonesia. So they just. That's what's the that's crazy. <laughs> like. It, yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to imagine, like, I was 16, I was a junior in high school or sophomore, and, and I'm just imagining my parents are like, 
yo, you got to go to Canada right now. Like, yeah. your, take was, you and, at the and time, your little brother. And you didn't know where Canada was because this this island that I in Malaysia that I went yeah. to, Penang, right? Yeah. I'm like, where yeah. is Penang? Like, I don't even know. Where are we going? Oh, I mean, that is the uh, is that a big city there? No, it's like this little island off oh, of like okay. it's pretty close to Singapore. Um, so okay. it sits in the middle of Indonesia, Singapore, and Malaysia. Mm, um, okay. And it's it's a nice like I love that place yeah. now. But at the time, I'm like, and then um, the Chinese school that I went to basically had this like super strict requirements. Yeah. Um, we all had to cut our hair super short. Um, you have to wear your uniform in a certain way. Like the the skirt has to be long enough. And we each had a number to us, like Wait, sewn what? to this, our. This is uniform. why you like Korean dramas. You just like you just mentioned like every Taiwanese and Korean drama. Really? Not every, but it. it but no, but it's so like I went through that. Yeah, like school. Like girl comes from somewhere else, dropped yeah. into this, you know, foreign like, environment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wait, you Did had it, a number sewn onto you? Yeah, because when you get into trouble, wow. then you can get Whoa. easily written up. Because <laughs> you have this number. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait, so did you yeah. like also develop a like did you become super responsible right away? Because you, you basically had That's to look probably after your sister. why. Yeah. And then I was the eldest um in the bunch. Oh my so my my cousins were younger, and of course I had my younger sister with me. So I felt like, you know, I had to be responsible, right? You, you need to write a book. What? <laughs> no, like like it, this sounds like a movie. Yeah. It really you, does. Now, now that really I this does. is a Disney it's, movie. It's this is the next a, Disney movie. It's this quite little a little immigrant experience. girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Took her sister, mm -hmm. ran away. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when when was the decision to be like, okay, you guys are going to America? Because that's that's a oh, huge... America. America yeah. is later. So America yeah. was two years after that whole thing. Right. Um, but how wait, did so that decision that mean, come about? Does that mean you ditched your family to come here? Uh, when I came to America, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. But I mean, right, at the so, time, I already had like living overseas you know, for two years right. under my belt. So at the time, no. I was so as in, you ditched your sister and your cousins, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, coming to America is actually a lot better because I had my older cousins here. So in a way, oh, I was taken care oh, of. But then going okay. to Malaysia was the hardest part. Mm. Right. But I mean, like when you made when you're going to college in the U.S., mm -hmm. like was that a smooth transition from 18 to be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the U.S. now because I have family yeah. that's there. Okay. Yeah, in a way, yes, it is a lot better. Um, gotcha. And yeah. then after you left, did did your sister become a lot more comfortable in, in Indonesia? Because she's like now your age, like when you got there, right? Like she's older, when she was 16. Yeah, I think so. But I think um, her story is another story because we went to Malaysia at the same time, but she was only there for a year. Uh -huh. um, and basically at the time, my parents couldn't really afford having two kids in Malaysia. Mm, so she yeah. was sacrificed. <laughs> no, on, I don't understand. What do it? you mean? She was, what, do you... what do you mean she was sacrificed? <laughs> she was sent home a year after uh, we all went to Malaysia. Oh, so oh is she bitter? <laughs> <laughs> I think, is she resentful? I mean, we have to ask her, but oh, she was dealing with her, her own whoa. set of circumstances, you know, coming back home, um, going Maybe to that a was new good. school. Um, she got yeah. to come back home to your folks. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's like overall, because of yeah. the whole like economic crisis, right? And, and my family was not <sighs> in a good financial situation. So we had yeah. to like 
really pay attention to our expenses. We really need to budget. And like, that's mm-hmm. all of that I learned pretty early on in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Maybe in a way it is sort of shaping who I am today because yeah. I think I'm like oh. pretty frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, so because right? I because always you, like ooh, this, have yeah, that let's thought talk in about mind. It. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah wow. like let's yeah, dig, yeah. let's dig deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, see, this is what I was talking about yeah. your uh, your niece the other day. Like your niece I is know. living too good of a life right now. <laughs> yes. Granted, she's only three, but you know, now she's gonna expect everything to be as amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like renting, like going to fancy uh, Airbnbs <laughs> every other month or something like that. You know. Life is not like that at all, you know. No. Sooner or later, she's gonna learn about that. Um, yeah, and she she now expects that all claw machines are totally free, and then you can just play that <laughs> <laughs> all wow. the time, and that's see, not I, how it works. I, I love that tidbit because you you were like, oh, I think that's why I'm I'm like frugal. Yeah, like that that definitely shaped you, right? Like, yeah, thinking like, okay, do I need to buy this thing? Because yeah, because you just never know, yeah. you know, something no, could happen. <laughs> Not to sound wow. ominous, but yeah, I, I think That's I always huge. have that at the back of my mind. Right. Um, so you'd also- rather just amass all your wealth. <laughs> like, make like a Take it with me. Of, yeah. I sleep with it. Also, is that why like I s- is that why, like, I saw a picture of your room one time in New York and it was, like, so minimalistic that, like, <laughs> it's, like, because you could just, that's, no, like, I not your real nothing. home. Yeah. Check oh, yeah. episode about home, guys. Plug. <laughs> right? Like, is that why, you know what I mean? Like, because you could get up and leave. So you're, yes. like, oh, why yes. I, it's why a, am it's I a setting... plug and play situation at, at that apartment. Mm. Um, so in your new apartment if i come visit and one day it's like really decorated i want to be like oh she reached a milestone she feels <laughs> yes. like she feels like she's gonna put roots down here mm-hmm. i'm more yeah yeah and you started spending more than uh, you know then you started spending well if you things. see if you see some random um arcade game machines sitting in my living room That's then right. you know that's right. <laughs> I've changed, bro. It's like she turned the corner. Yes. Wow. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that Dang. was crazy. That's always been th- that experience for sure. Like, obviously, stay with me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, now we are in a position where we can look back and then just kind of laugh about it. But at the time, it was some serious situation that we were in. Interesting. And then also to illustrate how how bad of a financial situation we were in. So this place is essentially about two hour flight from Jakarta. Um, But to save on costs, we basically flew to some city in Jakarta and in Indonesia. And then we like got on a ferry to like cross to Malaysia. And then we took a bus to get to Penang. I'm like, oh my gosh. How did we how did we survive through I'm that? I'm telling you, this is a book. Mia, I'm not even joking. <laughs> this is this is a bestseller right here. Yes. This is a bestseller. This is Mia, that sounds like how we got to uh Fire Island that year. <laughs> yes. Wait, what do you mean? You didn't drive to Fire Island? You just drive no. there. You also didn't no. carry a luggage twice your size. Why no, did you for, guys carry luggage to Fire no, no, Island? No, we didn't do we didn't do luggage for Fire Island. We took a oh. train to whatever stop. We took a cab to the ferry. 
and then we took a ferry to the okay, island. Why didn't you rent trip. a car for forty dollars a day Maz. and drive there? I have no, I have no good answer for that. Like, <laughs> I, no I didn't know answer. we could do that. We can do that. What? I mean, you could drive to Long Beach. Fire Island's right next to. Anyways, this these are like random locations. Yeah, this is this York, is like but... over three years ago. I have no good. Yeah, answer you guys for didn't that. know. It's yeah. all good. This is this is you know in good. the past. In the past, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> My story's done. Wow. <laughs> Wait, how is it? How has it? Does it still shape your purchasing habits though? So like. Growing up, uh, my mom and I went through hard times as well. So I, I distinctly remember, like, if we were grocery shopping and I wanted something, uh, a selling point for something I wanted, it was if it was on sale. You know, be mm. like, hey, mom, the cereal, it's two for $5. Can we get Sold. two of them? <laughs> yeah. And, like, so to this day, it's like, I will pretty much only buy things that are on sale. Yeah, me too. But that's not because we only bought stuff when I was a kid. I'm cheap. <laughs> I just realized that about myself. I just cheap. I'm like, no, I feel like Dan, you're selectively cheap because you I'm will splurge on some things, you know? Yes. So, <laughs> but, yeah. but, if, but I cannot pass up a good sale. <laughs> oh my God. True. I will buy most things that are 50% off. But to me, just, okay. Yeah. If you buy something just because it's on sale, you're still spending more than what you originally intended. No, because well, no, you're getting you know, it on sale. It has sale. to be on my list, though. Like I have to. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Dan's like, no, yeah. not really. <laughs> I, th like, I think yeah. as I got older, I mean, okay. this is a whole nother topic, obviously. But like, be since I met Yi, Yi makes it a point never to buy anything on sale. Let me repeat that. She purposely <laughs> it drives me insane. Like. Can you imagine me buying everything on sale my whole life, then meeting her purposely not buying anything on sale? I'm like, okay, I don't know if this can work. Is she doing that just to spite you or what? No, that's just, that's just, that's what, just her. she's wired. Oh yeah. my God, mm. that's so interesting. Mm. And now, but now like, I feel like I'm influenced by that. So I just be like, whatever, just get a full price. I don't care. Do you feel but like, like five-year-old Dan would have never done that. I mean, five years ago, Dan would have never done that. Do you feel like you've rubbed off on her at all or like of your habits? Or Obviously is it like not? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I, I mean, like buying habits. No, because mm -hmm. mm. she doesn't. You know, also, she doesn't. I just want to make sure he doesn't listen to our podcast, right? Because I feel like we spend time a lot to like. She doesn't, but I tell her when I rag on her. OK, <laughs> I did. I blasted you in our <laughs> podcast today. And she goes. She just also Yi has never listened to a single podcast in her life. It's okay. Oh. Let's let's so, keep it that way. Let's, uh, I'm not trying to push ours to be her first one. Let's keep her. Meanwhile, protected. the three of us probably listen. I listen to more podcasts than I watch video. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I listen to some podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. more so when I was in New York, obviously, because I was yeah. like walking around. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. We okay, Maz, your turn. Tangent. Yes. All right. One of the more uh, impactful things was when I started learning Chinese dance and Chinese martial arts, um, because for like prior to that, I wasn't too good at many things. Like I hadn't really found anything that I particularly excelled at or really wanted to try. And so like nothing that was just like, like, this is my passion kind of deal, you know, mm. uh, like maybe I like. 
I like playing video games or whatever. It's like a typical, you know, college male kind of things. But uh, yeah, when I found Chinese dance, Chinese martial arts, it was like, first it was like learning more about my culture. Um, like all the things that you don't learn that are harder to learn about these days. Um, so that was one thing. So kind of connecting with my roots kind of deal. Um, it, it gave like an entry point kind of deal, right? So it's like, if you just want to learn, you know, Chinese culture, where do you even start, right? So this gave an entry point, right? So now I can blab on about martial, like Chinese martial arts and like, you know, Chinese philosophy, theory, whatever. That, that was my entry point, you know? And then the second thing is like, um, I was a, it, it, it taught me, it, it uh, taught me to be more disciplined. Mm. So basically, if you want to be good at something, you have to put in the time to do it, right? So like, like we talk, like it, there's a phrase of like uh, sweat equity, right? It's like you have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort, and then you also you have to put in some uh, intelligence behind that too. So like learning how to improve on on yourself, so not just keep trying, right? So um, so like key examples like uh, like learning how to do flips and all that, and I'm I'm like a very uh, uh, technical person and also like a perfectionist kind of deal. So like I set a standard of what I want, what I wanted my tricks to look like. And I just kept going at it and kept working at it until it looked something similar to it. So like, for example, it's like, oh, if I want to do an aerial or like a butterfly twist, it had to be this high. It had to be, you know, my twist had to look that pretty, whatever. I was a very graceful person, apparently. But uh, was, but <laughs> that is true. I'm no right, longer. Go on. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like also learning how to improve on yourself, too. So like, um uh, like I'm not a, I'm actually not a very coordinated person. It takes me a really long time to be coordinated. Um, so what I used to do was I would film myself practicing stuff and then I would review the film later on to see what I did wrong and what I did right. And then I would, you know, iterate on that. And so that kind of just like shaped my mentality for, for college in terms of how I approach my classes for the things I was interested in, unfortunately. Um, and like everything else I wasn't interested in, I kind of just didn't care about at all. Uh, uh, that's why my grades suffered. But anyways, um, yeah, like it just it just kind of taught me that that mentality and kind of discipline kind of deal. And like it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't work everywhere. Like some things you can't get better with just practicing. Like some things you have to be able to uh, like digest it mentally um, for you to you know fully grasp it. Right. Um, but for things where practice can make perfect, like I fully applied that to everywhere that I could. So like for not just for Chinese martial arts or, or Chinese dance, it's like, uh, I just got good enough to be quote unquote dangerous. So like at, at like ping pong at basketball, <laughs> like I'm not that I'm not great, but I'm good enough. You know, I, I smell a book good enough to be dangerous by Thomas. <laughs> Like how to be good enough to be dangerous. yeah so it's like a, i have like a wide variety of like things that i can play but it's like i'm not great at any of it but i'm good yeah. enough you know yeah yeah, yeah. You, i like that that's cool did you read that somewhere or you make that up I'm gonna uh my my i i didn't coin this my friend <laughs> oh, okay oh yeah. okay where did he yeah. or where did they get it from i actually i actually don't know good enough to be. that's dangerous. a good one yeah <laughs> uh, good enough to be dangerous like key example like for basketball, 
I'm not that great at basketball, but right. you can't leave me open. Like you still have to guard me. Ooh. Otherwise I will make a basket. Yeah. Right, right. Right. You're what not gonna about... dunk, but you're gonna make a <laughs> I am definitely not going to dunk. <laughs> well, I think if if you could do aerial flips, you were close to being able to dunk. Huh? <laughs> no, no. No, okay. no, that's all body mechanics. No. What However, about the guitar mm. that was gifted to you, right? Because there is a goal to that True. gift. Can mm. you learn that guitar? Just to be, to dangerous. be dangerous to the ladies. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking one from Dan's playbook and always bring it back to like relationship. Yeah, that's that's why you got me. You got me floored. I'm like, yo, you, you took one from my playbook. Yes, Thomas. Answer, please. Answer, Mia. I think for 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 music. It's uh as much as it's for music, it's it feels so hard actually. Like Why? I feel like I don't I don't know. It, it's like the there's like a there's like a uh uh what's it called? They're like the the barrier is so high just to mm. overcome the overcoming barrier. Uh, there's a phrase I can't forget. Uh I can't remember, but it's like the barrier, barrier to, overcome, to entry. Thank you. There you <laughs> go. The barrier to entry is like so high. It's like I'm like very not musically talented. It's like and you know your fingers hurt. It's like But uh, see, I think that's where you're hurting yourself cuz you said you set a standard, right? You're like, "Oh, I could do this like with music. You you can't set a standard. You it's like you just have to practice and get better." It, it's hard because you need a teacher. You really need somebody to yeah. be like you yeah. can't do it these days by just like doing yeah it, if, there's, unless there's you know yeah like for all the things i mentioned like you know dance martial arts basketball ping pong there's like there's i i did hit a limit uh right. of like what i could figure out on my own right. and it wasn't until like you know i had a teacher like or like someone either uh someone who had more expertise than me pointing out pointing it out what i was doing wrong right uh that I could you know improve further right um yeah and i i feel like that's that's just a thing for a guitar but that's a very good point <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> no, all you need to do is to learn one song. And uh yeah. That's true. Good. But part of it, okay, so part of it was like for let's say for basketball, it was like it was also for, one it was fun. That's that was like right. a major part of what what I uh why I enjoyed it, right? And so for guitar, it's just like the beginning stages is just not fun, you know? Like even for ping pong, once you learn how to rally a little, it becomes fun. Once you right. learn how to, once you can do your first flip, there, it becomes. There's fun. not enough like incentive. Incentive, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. we're all incentive based creatures, you know. So yes, you yes, kind of so maybe the guitar is not for you, you know. Maybe the piano. Oh. Because you know, the piano, maybe like because I think people do need to see results. So yeah. maybe if you see that, because guitar is not easy to learn and it's painful, but it doesn't hurt to play keys. Yeah, right. it like so. I would like to be musically talented in some manner. It always seems so cool to you know. It's like uh, when there's like a, like a piano or whatever instrument in the public, some public square, and some right. person just walks up and starts playing. It's like that's a very cool skill to have, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Agreed. Interesting. No, but it's interesting the fact that you mentioned something about martial arts being your entry point to like being connected to your roots. Mm -hmm. a little bit more right because mm -hmm. i've basically been trying to do that too because like i i can't speak the language um but i want to no <laughs> <laughs> no um but what i can't i i really want to learn more about 
it's like reading more about dynasties, you know? And yeah. But where do we go? Oh, <laughs> I, don't even know. I have a great suggestion. Okay, you can watch. So key example is uh, like Three Kingdoms, right? Uh, it's like it's Three Kingdoms is really, Romance of the Three Kingdoms is really hard to get into because there are so many characters and so many things happening, right? And you also have to learn like, the history, the historical context of what happened before that led into it, right? Um, so I never got into Three Kingdoms until like two years ago. Uh, you uh, watched I found... some like 90 something episode movie. Yeah, drama. I watched some like wow. 90. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I only got to like episode 70 something after, spoiler alert, Cao Cao died. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was like a great entry point. So like, because it follows a character for periods of time and you can see what they were kind of like, you know, for it. I mean, obviously it's like a, you know, dramatic reenactment, whatever, but it's like, you still get a feel of the character, right? And like to see what they did and and then how they responded to events and things like that. So I feel like everyone needs if like to grasp such a, uh, like, a, like a large topic, you need an entry point, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. You just got to find your entry point, Mia. Yeah. I need a 90-episode drama. That's <laughs> going to be my entry point. Because when I was a kid, um, my uh, my mom's friend bought me, like, a translation of Romance of Three Kingdoms, and I tried reading it. And Romanized Chinese names are really hard to understand. Really? It's like, yeah. It's like, what is a Lu Bu? What is a Liu Bei? And you know, there's like Zhang Fei Guan uh, Guan Yu, and it's just like all these names thrown at you, right. thrown at you, right? It's like the, obviously I can remember the more popular ones now, but it's like at the time, it's like uh, who are all these people? What is the significance of them, right? That yeah. was like the key part. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and especially the Romanized names, very difficult to remember. And then, and then I remember in high school, uh, I was at my friend's place, and he's Korean. And then uh, a lot, a lot of, I found out a lot of kids actually learned Three Kingdoms from playing Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played that. What is Dynasty and Warriors? Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors is, is just like this video game where you just like, uh, it, it's a very kind of like a mindless grinding game, but they do throw in snippets of history. Mm. Um, and uh, it's like a very repetitive, like uh, fighting game kind of deal. Mm. And then, uh, so, and then my friend's dad, he was like, you're Chinese and you don't know three kingdoms. You don't know your own history. <laughs> I was like, oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that's that's how I felt. <laughs> oh, I get that all the time. You're Chinese, <laughs> but you don't speak Mandarin, and your like, mom is a yo. writer. Ha ha ha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Anyway, I mean, I mean, I mean that's why I just say like, you know, it, like, I was like, I'm an overseas. Chinese person. Yeah, all I, that, that's what I say. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh my goodness, cat. Sorry. Oh my goodness, cat. Thomas is cat sitting. I'm cat sitting. And then like the cat just appears out of nowhere from sometimes. So it's like, yeah. How many times like, have you been scratched? Uh, Maybe like once or twice. Not mm. bad. Yeah. Not bad no, at all. He's a very friendly cat. But guys, like, we like we prepared three things, and um, we only talked about one, and we're like, yeah, forty-five minutes in. So I think we we'll just wrap it here, huh? Can I just add <laughs> one more? Th- can I just add one more thing though? Yes. 
All right. Well, one of the most life-changing events for me was when I was in DC a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, on the, I was with the, there with a couple of friends. And then it was at night on the Washington Memorial lawn. And then I was trying to, the sun was like starting to set. So the lawn was kind of dark already. And I was trying to scare a friend. And then as I was sneaking up on her, it was dark. So I didn't see that the lawn was uneven. And I, long story short, I sprained my ankle on like a ditch in the lawn. Oh and it was like gosh. one of the worst sprains ever. Oh my gosh. How many and years ago was this? It was like two years ago, maybe. Whoa. Wait, was and, I uh, there? No. Was I there? I don't, I don't remember. I remember. I don't okay, remember. And, then, and then what happened? Well, the lesson learned from that was like, no, it was like, you're over 30 years old. No more. Or like you're around 30. No more childish antics anymore. Okay, so remember was, the other time when you were jumping, when you took a jumping picture? Was it when you were in Europe? Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I took a, a, a jumping photo and my pants split in the air. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> so, Thomas, hey, remember. Hey, hey, no it was good a, thing comes out it of was, all these shenanigans. It was a great photo. It's still <laughs> one of my greatest photos to this day. Wait, so the the DC sp ankle spring, it it actually like affected you to the point where like before you do something now, you're like, okay, wait, should I do this or should I not? No, I don't even consider it now. It's just like okay. now, just more of like I, I've I calm at like calm that side of me. It's like so you no feel more, like no more childish antics like that. So yeah. were you? Would you say you were like a class clown? A little bit before like you were into pranks and yeah probably uh okay. one time at my friend's office <clears throat> um he was he was working and then like the seat next to him was empty and then so i was going to jump scare him and so what i did was i did a gymnastics uh dive roll so basically you leap you know until your body is straight and then you roll right anyways i can't uh, even try to okay so i dive Imagine rolled it. Yeah. I dive rolled, and then when I got up, my face uh, smacked into the chair next to him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he was so busy working, he didn't even realize what was happening. And, and it like, didn't even I, work. He, oh he just, gosh. like, looked to the side and just saw me on the floor laughing because I was like, <laughs> I'm so dumb. Wow. Uh, and then the crazy thing is, like, I hit the, uh, like, when I, because, like, when, there's a lot of force when you get up, right? So when I got up, my uh, my eye uh, hit the side of the arm, what's it called? the armrest. Yeah. And so if I didn't have glasses on, I could have injured, seriously injured my eye. And so, so did you, does it, did this lesson also teach you something about yourself? Like, why were you so into scaring people? Cause I'm, I'm hearing two things. Like you like to scare people, you know what I'm saying? And, and anyway, so like after that, I was like, <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no uh. comment. <laughs> yeah. I don't deny it. <laughs> so I think since those two events, I have definitely matured a little more in certain aspects, you know? For sure. For sure. Mia, give us one more real quick. One more? Yeah. Okay. So I was a piano prodigy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> No, but this was when I was five. I started playing the piano when I was five, right? Yeah. And I guess I was pretty good at it. And um, I basically took um, 
two classes, one private class uh, with a tutor and then another one with like other kids in the class. So I got pretty good at it. But then I, I learned that for what, six, seven years. And then I started uh, high school. Um, and of course, my mom still wanted me to continue. But at that point, I'm like, I'm so sick of it already. But I, I yeah. basically learned to a point where I had um, like piano exhibition. I like played in front of a crowd, this little oh, me with my little finger with a grand dang. piano. Um, so yeah, so it was like a big deal. And then so when I basically insisted that I like wanted to quit, um, my mom eventually just give in. But then now I'm thinking, I'm looking back, I'm like, I kind of regretted that decision. My yeah. mom shouldn't have listened to a 12 year old me. Wow. You know? So you're mad at your mom now, huh? No, I'm mad at myself too, because I'm like, wow. Ah, if only I just like stayed and continued learning, just who knows where I'm going to be today, right? At the very uh, least, I can like impress people. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I had can a you similar... play anything now? I can play a little bit, but like dance yeah. so you much. You never better forget. Than me. Well, you were, you were, so I was, I wasn't a prodigy, but I, I also excelled at the piano. And so like, you know, I would give, I would not go to competitions, but I would, um, you know, I'd have regular exhibitions and like one of the music directors was like, okay, you should, you should really think about, you know, like being a concert pianist, you know, mm. you, but it's a lot of work, but I think you have, cause like technically, like I wasn't, I was pretty good technically, but I had a lot of like for a young kid i had a lot of like i could express a lot of feelings in through the piano so i had i wasn't like robotic and that's why people were like oh like i made probably more errors on the piece than i did for another kid so technically i'm not like gifted but you were just like yeah but i had like i was like i had a lot of like inter my the my interpretation of the piece was far mm. beyond somebody who was like 11 it was like like a 30 year old. Right. And then now mm -hmm. if I play to be like a 70 year old. So I regret it because I would, now I can't, I can play for myself, but I I'm so like my learning a new piece is like at a, at like a seventh, seventh grade level. Yeah. It's right? so hard as, to get back. It's hard. It. Yeah. As opposed mm. to like, if I kept playing, yeah. I could, I would be able to sight read. I would be able to basically play any piece at a, and at, at all, like, which mm -hmm. is the greatest gift I think in all of, all of music is to be able to sight read on the piano. It's like literally you could play Beethoven without ever seeing the music for the first time. You just put it down, you go, whoa. Like to me, that's the hardest thing ever to do, ever, is to yeah. like sight read. Yeah. And it's one of those things you literally, you have to just do it for like 10, 15 years. Like if I started now, I could never, I would never be able to do it. That's not, that didn't change my life though. That was just me agreeing with you, Mia. No, it. I guess it changed our lives in a way. In a because way, we yeah. didn't know what. Right, could it's have like happened. you. It's like yeah. you not going to that uh school, Dan. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I regret. Like, trust me. Like, I regret also quitting. Like, yeah. Deep regret. Like, <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like something you now you miss it and you don't realize how much you loved it. And it's like I actually the worst part for me was playing in front of others. Like, I would have the worst like butterflies in my stomach oh really literally like before i had to go on i would hope that there was a somebody pulled the fire alarm <laughs> like for someone who like i love performing on stage like theater yeah but i could not do piano. i could just could not like i get so nervous playing the piano have you considered pulling the fire alarm before you went out <laughs> i literally was like 
Uh, like 12 year old me is like, where, how do I get out of this? Mom, help. <laughs> and she's like, you're almost done. You know, parents, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause you're like the source done. of exactly. the pride of the family. Pride of I'm yeah. literally like throwing up. <laughs> but hey, good experiences. Yeah. I think we should just form a band. Okay. So we played like some somebody. Piano. So you and I both play the piano. Yes. There's a two and piano then, band. That'd be the worst I'll, band ever. Wait, and then, <laughs> and then, hey, hey, and then and Thomas then, can play the guitar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the we can record somebody to sing. People will be like, I'm going to pay you to stop. Wait, wait, wait. I too, I too also played the piano, but right. only until fifth grade because then I got really sick. So now I can only now a I band know with three pianos. That's only right. One a, in the world. Three piano band. <laughs> but I can only play the scale. Oh, useless. <laughs> yeah. All wow. right. We really uh, we really took off on some tangents there. <laughs> As always. Um, but yeah, that's all we have time for, guys. So I hope yeah. that you enjoy. And then if you want to share your stories, um, something that you think is simple may not be that simple, right? I think like my Malaysia story is just kind of like something that I went through, but then you guys are like, oh, that is crazy. Um, but yeah, we always want to hear about your experiences. So um, write us an email, DM us, whatever it is. Um, you'll find. Yeah, we we got to get our IG back on, back up again. IG! I'm not saying anything because I'm supposed to be responsible for that. But okay. <laughs> Yo, Mia, just give me the give me the login again. I'm just gonna I throw up the I threw I took a funny photo earlier. I'm gonna throw that. <laughs> okay. With a with a fourth person tease, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got there someone is. in mind who could help us manage. Uh, the, uh, oh my god, you're right. All right. Oh, oh I didn't even think of that. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, good idea. People have no idea what we're talking about. No clue. Yeah. So we better shut up here. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next one. Bye. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.